This is Author TV, the only source for worldwide promotion for authors, their books, their life story, and their legacy. Are you ready for mystery, suspense, crime, adventure, or poetry? Perhaps to enter a world of history and drama, comedy, or politics? Author TV brings you live shows as well as interviews with authors from around the world. Author TV broadcasts daily, both directly and through its correspondence. You, you will listen to exclusive talks or view streamed live videos transmitted from venues or studios around the world. Are you an author looking for an interview? Contact Author TV at author at authortv.tv or visit www.authortv.tv. Author TV. Father's Day, fundamentally. To all the fathers, grandfathers and great-grandfathers alike, it's an honour of unconditional love to be a father. There's no rule book, there's no refund policy. There is joy, there is pain, there is love. There are sleepless nights. There are silent moments of disliking their boyfriends or girlfriends. There is pleasure when they smile and they grow up. They will always be your children no matter what. Then, for fathers who are no longer here, there are memories, there are learnings, there are moments you realise that you were a child. There is not one day for Father's Day. It's fundamentally every day. Gender. Hmm, so you can't decide if you're a boy or a girl. You wear high heels, you shave your chin, you leave your underarm hair untouched. You don't want to be a he, don't want to be called a she. Not asking for much, so maybe you should call yourself an it. Saves all the confusion. So men can't show their feminine side and women can't be butch. If you can't man up, then you can't be a human. You'll have to be a Hewitt. Hebrews will be bruised and on and on. And the logical thing to do is to lose your label and be a person. Don't demand your rights to be a father, especially having given birth to a child. And yes, you had a womb. Change your name, but give the child a chance. If all it takes to make you happy is a thousands of pounds and loads of surgery, then so be it. But please don't expect me to call you anything else apart from your name. In the beginning, as the saying goes, God created man in his image and then woman. Is that so difficult to explain? Have all your combinations a bit like ordering a gin and tonic? Which bloody type of tonic do you want? Really? It's still a gin and tonic. Therefore, sup up. Keep your hair on. Confuse us all. Go call yourself what you like. Ultimately, you were made from a few genes. Those can be worn ripped and shredded for all I care. In this day of bending and gen setting, let me look at a rainbow and see what joy Mother Nature in the prism effect with light can cause, glowing in the sky. All we want is for happiness and a label-free society. 
Don't like it? Well, tough. It's a fact of life. X plus Y equals you and I. A thousand word ghost story. To sit alone, locked in a cupboard for 200 years with no water, no light, no communication and no fun. To write. That's not for the likes of me. I always slip out each night just after the clock chimes one in the morning. Who's staying in my house? We shall have to go find out. Bedroom one is the largest suite. What have they done to my dressing room? I shift the table back to where I like. Yet the couple in the bed do not move. I sneeze and she murmurs. How boring. I vanish through the wall and into my lady's boudoir. What have we here? A young couple embraced in each other's arms, deep asleep. I hover over them and cough. <clears throat> Excuse the interruption. Boo! She gives out an ear-spitting scream, direct into his ear as he sits up with the speed of a mouse missing the trap. What fun! Wait till you're married. I brush by the drapes as she screams again. That'll cure their nocturnal habits for a while. Well, at least for the rest of this night. Now then. Where shall I venture next? Ah, yes. I wonder who might be in my washing room. As I drift through the wall, I catch a glimpse of myself, reflecting in the tall landing mirror. Still have it, what? I have not changed a bit. Hint of dust on my left shoulder. <coughs> Giles the butler is sitting on the lavatory, head down and sulking. Giles, my friend, what's up? Giles shakes his head from side to side. These knees aren't as strong as they used to be, my lord. I'm quite exhausted these last few decades. My dear chap, you need a ghostly service at least every 25 years. I recommend a fine ghoulish tune-up, a spiritual rebirth, so to speak. Come, let me show you. He rises slowly and follows me, and we drift through the floorboards down to the large dining room. Right, I want you to take that large pike and impale yourself. Giles looked fraught. It will hurt, sir. No, it won't. Let me do it for you. I grab the pike and lunge it through him, pinning him for a moment to the oaken fireplace. Then he floats upwards and somersaults. Oh, what fun! Why did I go through all that moaning? You're right, sir, you're right. I feel great. He grabs the chandelier, spinning round on it, then clears the table where with an extreme clatter as it crashes to the floor. More, more, bravissimo! Giles is rejuvenated. To the stables, he states as he flies through the window. This should be fun. There's a party of eight out there. After flying around for a couple of hours, I decide to have a spiritual glass of port and a rest on my favourite armchair in the library. My collection is hardly looked at. What's that sign? No entry. How many times do I have to hurl it away? This time I place it on the embers in the fire and watch it vanish up the chimney. I follow suit and sit on the chimney pot, surveying my land. There, there's a few people walking along the drive, armed with large bags. I don't like the look or vibe from them. Dreaded ghost hunters, no good do-gooders, the lot of them. We shall see. I return to my comfy chair and contemplate their tactics. Usual rubbish, cameras, detection monitors, tripwires... So very last series. Let the fun begin. Ah, oh, wait. 
It's Halloween tomorrow. I have a plan, but now it's time to rest. Again, I wake up in the cupboard. And there wasn't mobile phones in those days. Again, I wake up in the cupboard. Oh, why am I always here? Tonight we shall sort these scaler eggs out forever. It's dark again and it's raining. There's a constant drip splattering on my knee. I look up and see the moon forcing its beam through a crack in the tile as the rain assists with her delivery. My knee glistens in the dampness. I hear them. They're making enough noise to wake the dead. Oh yes, that's me. I bellow out, Giles! Giles, where are you? Giles responds with a slow muffled groan. I can't move, your lordship. I'm stuck in a box. I drift through the mansion to the hallway and sure enough, Giles is captured in a glass vessel with blue wires and strange lighting strewn around it. What the devil are you doing, man? They've caught me, sir. You're a ruddy ghost, you twerp. Move it. Giles places an arm outside the box, followed by his left leg, and then stands to his fullest height. They're doing strange things, master. So shall we. Follow and pay attention. I lift a camera and spin it round to face the sleeping ghostbuster. Hello, I whisper with enough force to move his scarf. He freezes and calls out to his companion. <laughs> Matt, it's, it's, it's real. Sh sh she's here. I'm a he, I bellow. I'll have you know I'm a lord. You'll call me by my title, you worm-filled wretch. As I walk the camera over to the fireplace, throwing it in, causing sparks to fly everywhere. One ember floats onto a velvet curtain and begins to smoulder, then bursts into flames. There's chaos. The extinguishers spray water everywhere, soaking everything. The very damp dripping busters are standing looking blissfully woeful and defeated. Oh no, me camera equipment, it's all ruined. Isn't that a shame, came a voice bouncing round the whole building. Such a shame, shame, shame on you all. Leave us alone. And louder, leave us now. They run as fast as wet humans are able and clamber into their vehicles, scattering the pebbles as the tires spin, skidding off down the driveway. Good riddance, as I slam the door of my cupboard. Now then, what shall we do tomorrow, Giles? 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 Give blood. Give blood. Give your time freely. Take a seat. Sorry we're running half an hour late. How time flies when you're enjoying yourself. Hello. I've been here one hour already. You're not on the list. Yes, I am. You should have been here ages ago. Thanks. We're only doing our job. Really? Follow me. Thank you. All for a good cause. In a rather quiet corner of the jungle... In fact, a special reserved area where no noise is allowed and a large sign stating no scrawny, noisy monkeys allowed whatsoever under no circumstances ever, ever, ever. Six gorillas sat reading their Sunday papers. Then without warning, Henry Egg landed with a foomph on a tuft of pampas grass. 
He was somewhat dazed and his eyes were spinning inside his shell. He wondered what was happening. Why? 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 It was very quiet. Shh! said a rather large gorilla in a very posh accent. We are thinking, and you, whatever you are, are disturbing our peace. This is Sunday, and we read the papers quietly. I say, said Algernon, have you read the review on this exhibition? It's dreadfully bad, and as I know the artist, well, I must actually agree, he is rather awful. Hang on, said Anton, what's that thing on the ground? Aubrey, there, by your foot. Aubrey began to titter in gorilla-like proportions and stared down the direction of Henry. Reg peered down his nose with a sort of, Really, gentlemen, this is outrageous. An invasion of our club. Tut, tut, tut. Shh, they all said together. Then they all rustled their Sunday papers and it went quiet again. Pater looked down and slowly picked up Henry and brought him close to his eyes for a beady look. Actually, his eyes were not as good as they should be, but he refused to wear glasses, as he said they didn't suit him. What is this? he said, and then threw it to Ambrose. I think it's something not from this part of the jungle. I, I've never seen it before. Let me see, said Aloysius. I, I know about these oval things. I, I, I've seen them somewhere before, but, but I, can't, I can't remember exactly. Mm, he thought, mm, again, a lot louder. Shh, went everyone else. It, it's called an, an, an og. No, no, wait, it's, it's, it's an egg. No, it's a, a thingy sort of yoky protector. Oh, I remember it. Just as he was about to say what it was, a large green and very angry crocodile burst into the clearing, knocking off the banana drinks from the table and sent them flying all over the place. A massive hat with vine leaves and twigs and a huge handbag bristled in front of the gathering gorillas. They all stared in total disbelief until the silence was shattered with Oi! The crocodile bellowed. Give me back my egg! It's mine! It's going to be one of my babies and they're all mine, all 46, and you're not having this one! I'd lost it and I counted only 45 this morning and there should have been at least 46. The gorillas scattered in a slow but steady direction of the tall trees and the shaded area. Ah, oh, yes, said Aloysius. That's what it is. It's an egg. Come to mummy, my little crocky-wocky. I'm not a crocky-wocky or a crocodile-to-be. I'm not any sort of jungle egg, said Henry. I am Henry Egg, and that's it, plain and simple. Hmm. This is madness. I've never seen that green thing before in my life. Not even in the fridge. I don't even know why I'm in the jungle. It's too hot and there's too many flies for my liking. That really did it. The crocodile gave a massive turn and swung her tail and handbag. She swept Henry over her shoulder, flying over the tallest trees, and he flew away yonder past the river where the African Queen was filmed. The stubbly-chinned man looked up and waved. Hey, Roge, take a look at this. Oh, come on, Charlie, leave that drink alone and keep on steering this old steamer. 
You're not supposed to be in my film. And then Charlie went back to fixing the boat, which was drifting towards the rapids. Ooh, said Henry. I saw that steamboat on the river on the television at my home a while back. I love black and white movies. Then, as if the shock of being hit wasn't enough for an egg to endure, Henry heard a massive... And the lion began to chase him as he began heading towards the general direction of the ground, which was coming up rather fast. Help! gulped Henry, looking down and around. This is it. The lion was pounding along, his mane flying back in the wind like a runner at the Olympics. Faster and faster, and he went, and closer and closer he came. And then the lion magically turned into the house cat which began stretching her limbs and extending her claws, followed by a huge yawn and a meow. Henry suddenly flew through the cat flap in the kitchen door. Yikes, said Henry. It all went very dark. Did he break? Mmm, mmm. The end. Got it right. Looking at you makes me feel great inside. Standing beside you makes me proud. Thinking about you gives me a warming glow. Knowing you ticks all my senses. Being with you makes me very happy indeed. Loving you is the only way. Got it right, I think. How long does it take to understand everything? How long does a child stay a child? How long does it take to be an adult? How come there are no answers to questions not discovered? And how does one survive on a planet spinning round? How do I stand looking up at the stars and see them twinkling back? Do they see me as I see myself? How can that be? I think I know at least for this time I got it right. Well, maybe. How did this happen? Hmm. This is call hair today, as I'm somewhat follically challenged. Whatever happened to the hair in my head? It's left me. It's gone away and hidden forever under my skull. My very existence hides all. Yet what goes on underneath in that cave of hairiness? Hmm. Let me tell you, it sprouts fast and furious. It peers from nowhere. It's long and silver and has no care. One minute there's nothing. The next, a half-inch silver protuberance emerging from your nose. It grows out from your ear. They sprout from your eyebrow, never in ones. It's a war on follicle-challenged skin-toned lowlights. It's an assault on baldness, and it's happening in all the wrong zones. Your back becomes a carpet, whilst your head shines and glows. It's a fact of life, a hormonal car crash, with a comb to tidy up what little mess is left. Here's a piece called Hello Life. Thanks for hitting me on the chin. Thanks for beating me up. Thanks for carving me up with a knife. Hello, death. You've stolen someone from me again. You've won at heartache and distress. You've tried to crush my soul. But I will stand up and walk away again. I can't say this is fair. I can't text you and tell you the Grand Prix practice times. I can't tell you how to fix your phone. I can't argue about the amount of times you rang me every day. I can't remember what it was you asked me only the other day. I do remember, though, that you left a message on my phone. He said, Come by and see me soon. God bless. Love your brother, Simon. I thought I would just do as you asked in a day or maybe two. Forgive me now. How was I to know? The very last message will ring out as your death toll in my mind, and I will never hear or see you ever again on this planet.
I remember when it was fun. I remember when we learned respect. I remember when we respected a uniform, be it policeman, bus conductor or postman. I remember playing outside and being home before it went dark. I remember making calls in the telephone box and not having a mobile phone glued to my hand. I remember when the sea was not totally smothered in plastic and I remember when our parents' friends were called aunts and uncles. I remember making Lego out of blocks and flat pieces only. I remember having to use my brain to think, create and recite all my times tables. And I remember looking up at the sky and imagining shapes in the clouds. I remember one penny sweets, brown paper and twine. I remember walking in fresh air without pollution smarting my eyes. I can never remember seeing the violence and hatred in society as much as I see today. I wonder what will our future generations be left to remember? <gasps> the trouble with baked beans, eh? What will Wilhelmina do next? Here's part two of the story, Wilhelmina and her wind. I dedicated every picture hides a friend to my brother Simon. He was a good-hearted soul who loved life, women, motor racing and music, with an ability to make people laugh and cry. He tragically left us way before three score and ten. Simon was struck down with a cruel illness called dystonia. He was diagnosed as a severe manic depressive, or in today's speak, he suffered with bipolar condition from the age of 14. Legal medication contributed in cutting short his life. Can't say that smoking helped him either. Thank you. Here's a poem called Invasion. There was a banging and a clattering, and a steel hammer being struck at the gate that would not give. A professional gang of travellers, with caravans, cars and vans, invaded a residential play area for their benefit and wayside ways. Blocking roads and pavements, they assaulted with incredible haste, filling the field in minutes, turning a game's area into a traveller's sight. Minutes later, blue flashing lights. Two officers stared out before them. Taking on a hundred would not be a pretty sight. Every van was sparkling, cars looking almost brand spanking new. Blueberry-clad children, duh, two dray horses and a foal all gathered on the field. Semi-clad stocky tinkers debating what next to do. Councillors spoke and knocked on doors. The school had scored an own goal. No fencing gates or security, just old-fashioned public trust. Whilst the tinkers laughed, stuffed black bags and sticking fingers up at legal society. Dogs barking in the morning and yapping through the night. They drove around the playfield, carving tracks with sheer delight. We promised to monitor them and stop more from landing by. That's not true, I spied, as three more parked up in full view. Ten days they've been there, and that's not how long I sat. Hmm, not moving from my homestead and protecting what I own. If I'd have driven on the field, a rollicking I would have met. And maybe prosecuted and fined as well as that. But these lot know how to play the system and protect their human rights. Irish Reg and Essex lads drive freely through day and night. The law lets them do it. The law must be put right. Here's a poem from Every Picture Hides a Friend called Ironing. I hate ironing. I really do. It, it's all right. Hand in and it's chore and a snake charmer can undo. It steams and hisses, dripping water on the floor. Twisted numbers, mega hot and shirts that want to fight back by diving onto the floor. 
woe betide the duvet cover that will not fall in line. In the pillowcases flutter and crease, abandoned on the floor, and the iron sits waiting to inflict a steam-filled fright. Yes, I hate the bloody ironing. Now don't start me on metal hangers, because I'll be ranting through the night. Ischemic heart disease. A label hiding too many truths, doctors prescribing medicines, justifying their archaic ways. Trust me, I'm a doctor. No, I cannot anymore. You've hidden the death sentence in your wisdom, issuing green orders for the chemist. Is this legal drug pushing? Accepted by one and all, money-making conglomerates, clapped their hands in glorious profits, while the family clapped their hands in grief, asking, why did this happen to me? Finding out so much later you're not on your own, the death bell tolls for far too many who listened in blinded dismay. It is time to stop this genocidal destruction and treat the symptom that you cannot see instead of suppressing the conditions with labels including insanity. This is called It's Not Logical from Random Word Trips. Sexism is an ism that causes a schism minus the sex. Whoever invented this could not be a man. Neither the power nor influence to ignore the breasts or check out the legs in an overly short dress. To open the door is an act of gentlemanly manners, not to be confused with the mother-in-law's mouth, which is larger than a bag full of spanners. Let me tell you what sexism is about, as you pout and reveal a far too low neckline. It's the border between yes and possibly no, as opposed to no and most certainly not. You flirt just as much as the opposite sex and you try to impress or press your assets on those quite shy little men. You're a predator, a bully, a tempting sex kitten, and you own the bed, letting men think they're lying in heaven. Your scent is meant to trap your opposite number. You're as dirty with your friends who agree and quiver, and you lech and you drool about all but his tool. Don't think that some of us don't agree, for the battle of the sexes will never be free. It's not free to love or love to be free, and the quicker can cost more than the wedding's day bliss. So you argue about wages and doing men's jobs, yet men only help by the end of their knobs to assist with a baby, then roll over and sleep. They can't do half of what women can do, and they can't begin to try as they come unstuck, whilst cooking, cleaning and keeping zumba time too. Let me tell you something that might surprise you. Men are inferior without any doubt. They go off to war, leaving women in pain. They play stupid boys' games to gain power in vain. Their lives lasting shorter than their female counterparts, and they die by the hundreds for freedom and such. Yet the sight of a woman will lead them astray, and hopefully get a leg over by the end of the day. A box of chocolates is foreplay, and so is a kiss on first date. Yet you moan and you fake it and you use a fake tan, and you expose your underwear more than your outer clothes. Yet call a working woman a whore and turn up your nose. There's no fairness. There's no fairness in the fairer sex. The battle for procrastination will always go on till the day men aren't needed and batteries suffice. Then women will moan at their handmade devices and blame something else on poor man's demise. Men have a use and a purpose, you see, and they're weaker and manipulated since the beginning of time. But that isn't enough, as you still all complain. You're a sexist misogynist, you can't get it up, you're no good for anyone, you're just second class, no money, what tight ass will traverse your path, you're blinkered, you're trinketed to the top of your wig, you're racist, you're sexy when you want to be in bed, you're horny and balmy and it's all in your head. There is no competition with the opposite sex. I've had enough, I have a headache, I'm off to bed. My next guest is Ivor Rednout. Hello. 
Ivor, can I call you Ivor? Well, most people do, apart from me brother. What does he call you? Sid. Uh, is your name Sid? No, I think it's Ivor. Uh, well, Ivor, could you tell me something about books? Oh, I'm glad you asked me that. Yes, yeah, so am I. So would you like to tell the listening audience here at Black Country Extra? Oh, books have got lots of pages. And you turn the pages and then words all over them. Yeah, that, is that it? Well, what more do you want me to say? Well, expand a bit. Oh, there's a cover. That goes on the outside bits and it's usually got pictures and, and then it has a, a title. That's the thing at the top that tells you what the book's about. That's, I'm sure our listeners want to hear that. Well, that's why you invited me on, isn't it? No, no, not really. Um, have you uh, have you ever read a book? Oh, I read. It was a it was a big one once. I got it in a, a holiday shop, and it was a book about holidays. Great. Does it have a ending? Uh, well, I don't, it was all a bit similar, really, because um, there was pictures like of 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 houses and hotels and then the prices and then if there was a board or half a board yes well I mean what use is half a board I mean what can you do with half a board you need an old board don't you I suppose you do well I got to the end of it and there was nothing it was all the same really so it wasn't really a book was it either well it looked like a book it was a brochure either a brochure a holiday brochure Oh, I wonder what that was all about. Thank you. I'm no raster man. I'm not a raster man. I got no hair on me head. Got no dread that can thread. I'm a Juden man, trying to do the best I can, man. Like my chicken soup really hot, man. I'm a Hinglish man. Talking bollocks to another, sharing a beer with me brothers, man. Sorting problems on the world's out. I'm a listening man. Hear the bombing on the telly from the newsman. It's disgraceful, man. I ain't the terrorist, man. Blowing up people that's ending my life, man. I'm now an effing martyred, man. Worse than Vietnam. Them gonna blow the bloody lot up in Aleppo, man. I'm a desperate man. I'm trying to hold up with me thoughts on peace. A line of Judah, man. Joined together in the music, man. I played the reggae, man. I even played the piano with the yellow man. I hear them bass notes shudder through me. I'm a musical, man. Stop the bombing, man. Tis a madness, man. World leaders deafened in society, man. Bones and rubble is all they'll be now. It's so disgraceful, man. No one's stopping all this madness. I ain't no magic, man. I got no spell to make the olive tree grow, man. Where's Adam, man? Keep this madness up and the flood will wash it all away, man. Not again, man. Why ain't the powers be a-learning, proving they're all human, man? Where's the harmonic, man? Love and peace and tranquility now. I'm an angel man, I'm a dream on man, I want a life for our children's children, I'm a praying man, with all religions and the atheist man, let's do the best we can, because when it's over and nothing's left man, there will be no man, that can walk with head up tall man, saying I was there man, couldn't do an effing thing now, like a republic man or a democrat labourer or a Tory man, you're all disownable men and women too, it's a planet for all to live on. You're an abnormal, abominable, extinct man. Deceased is what you am, man. I am Dorasta, man. And the plaster on the damage won't protect the problem, man. When will it end, man? I repeat it now. Stop the bombing, man, and the killing in the fields and homes. My heart is broken, man. 
That's all, man. Power to the peaceful revolution. It must happen, man. One day with all this calling, hear me. Stop the bombing, man. Let the living keep on living, man. On this planet, man. La finale. Shafts of light bounce on the chattering, babbling brook, mysteriously traversing over the moss-covered rocks and decomposing logs. The river gathers momentum, heading for a place unknown, where teardrop falls and becomes an ocean. Dance with me in the rain. Cleanse all angst and worries over again. Glide through the sea of hope where rays of sun illuminate the way and fill you with a sense of calm so that you may spin with joy. Hear the waves cascade and roar onto the pebble beach as the water clatters and chatters away. Minute by minute and step by step, the beach will move and heave a sigh, dragged away from tides gone by. Romantic walks along the shore, my teardrop enlarged to a polluted mire, a shroud over the planet and evaporating in the sky, as Cohen said, dance with me till the end of dawn. I say, dance with me till the end of time this is an anti-homage to junk mail called the latest battle with junk it's a battle for sure that's what it is and that lot are junking me out it's all supposed crystal clear they sprout and it's not what's in the water but you really know what you're drinking stick to whiskey i say apple inc have apologized and suspended my account but how do they know my name was dear customer Direct natural are going to rid my body of inflammation. I'm not so bloated over that. Hassle-free boilers do not sell chickens to make a good soup with. And Naomi's looking for not one, but lots of nice guys. What a greedy bitch. Arabella has tagged me and Kira wants to hook up tonight. I'm busy tonight. Will any other time do? Poor Evelyn is tired of being single and Brianna wants to flirt. And something else beginning with an F. Oh yeah, I bet she does. The pain resolver states that this natural pain reliever is better than opiates. Stone me, I never realised. And after all this confusion, Bet Victor tells me he's got the six winners for me, just to place bets on at the Grand National. Just for me, how nice. It's a shame I don't gamble. I'm exhausted by it all, as Ryanair combines with secret escapes to get away to any place you like. Then tell TripAdvisor what you think. I'm off to press the delete all junk. Farewell to you all. Farewell. P.S. Screwfix and Toolstation offer discounts to make your eyes water. Shame they're not a dating site. So here's a selection from Random Word Trips. It's called Lesson. So, there are murdering bastards everywhere. So there are sabre shakers on all sides. So there are chemical weapons. So there are innocent people. So does nobody ever learn? So does no one really care? So does the media love all this rubbish and all the lies, the hidden truths? So there is one reality. Mankind is still killing mankind. Do we ever learn? So have we never learned anything from our past? Let's talk about clothes. Talk about flares. Talk about looms, ripped jeans and drain pipes, cords and shorts. Talk about shirts. Talk about Ben Sherman. Revelation and JTEC long or short sleeves. Talk about t-shirts, v-necks, round and sailor, slash tops, thin ties, kipper ties. Talk about high heels, sneakers, loafers and winkle pickers. Let's mention classic brogues. Then there's wellies and knee-high boots. Talk about stack heels, mules and kittens. Talk about docks and rhinestone cowboy boots. Wide hats, baseball caps, bowlers and a scarf. Talk about leathers, jackets, trousers and caps. 
Talk about crombies, overcoats, heatheracks and duffel coats. Talk about gloves. Talk about scarves. Talk about balaclavas. Talk about clothes. Talk about naked. Talk about small, large and triple X. Do you care how you look? Do you care if it doesn't fit? Do you look in the mirror? Do you listen to the assistant? Go on, you know you want it. Do you need it? Can you live without it? Clothes, clothes, clothes and more. Get out the cupboard, dress to impress. Without clothes you're naked. So there's only one thing to do. Let's talk about clothes. Equality. Define equality, the terrorist said. I cannot, the journalist replied, falling dead with a bullet lodged in the back of his head. A last word from the poet. Thank you for letting me entertain you with this latest collection of poetic oddities. i just like to say, finally, keep smiling. It really does annoy people you don't know. You've been listening to Lee Benson from his latest collection of poetic oddities, Got It Right.